Welcome back, everybody, to the Be Kind Rewind Show. It's me. It's me. It's Joey. What can I say? Uh, thanks for everybody uh, for tuning back in today. We've got a really fun show uh, today. This is a movie that uh, a lot of people like when you remind them that they probably have seen this before. Um, we're talking today about Bubble Boy. August 2001 Bubble Boy starring Jake Gyllenhaal. I kind of thought about doing this movie because earlier in the week I saw Spider-Man Far From Home and that has Jake Gyllenhaal in a bubble in it as well. And it's like, where have I seen that before? Bubble Boy. So we're talking about, and the best part about uh, doing this show is the amazingly awesome people that I get to work with, that I get to come to, that, that uh, are, are so gracious with their time to come into the studio and talk about things that they love. So today we've got uh, Sarah Raffaella. She is a comedian. Uh, she performed in Boise's Funniest Person 2014. And for a while there, she was uh, an adventurer. Uh, she kind of traveled all over the world. Uh, she went backpacking around Europe, spent some time in Tel Aviv. Uh, she's got some amazing stories to tell. And Sarah, say hi. Thank you for coming to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm super uh, well, excited. Oh, I'm excited to have you. Cool. And then with us tonight is Christine Lopez, a.k.a. Juicy Vendetta. She is a, a local burlesque performer here in uh, Treasure Valley. And she also is the manager of the Torch One, which is a well-established uh, uh, club here in Boise. And Christine, I am so pleased to have you here today. That's Gentleman's Club. Joey? Gentleman's Club. Thank That's you. right. Hey, oh, you want it, eh? <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you so much for Christine. You're welcome. Uh, so when I usually <clears throat> have people come on the show, I usually kind of have to beg them to watch movies that they absolutely cannot stand. But uh, you guys both contacted me when I was uh, trying to put the show together that you guys both loved this movie. And that that, that always makes me feel good. So, uh, Sarah, I'm gonna start with you. What uh, cursory thoughts, what, what are your thoughts on Bumbleboy? What do you like so much about it? I would have to say that you don't really have to think during the movie. That is absolutely true. <laughs> so you really just get to kind of Soak it all in. Um, plus, it's that like perfect 1999 to 2001, 2002 very, era comedy. Very specific type yeah, of comedy. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I just, most of the time that I watch movies, they have to be something that doesn't really challenge me, <laughs> that, I that I don't have to follow. There, there, isn't, a lot, there isn't a lot of challenging uh, uh, things that challenge you, unless you're really into logic and how far away things are yeah. from each other. Yeah, then, or then how somebody true. survives without water in the desert is really <laughs> my question. I'm like, are you a cactus in a bottle? I don't think that's possible. But uh, Christine, uh, what do you like about this movie? Because you said you loved it too. I do. So. I like how it um, it teeters between like being super cheesy and adult humor. Like it has like that perfect balance. Mm-hmm. Because they don't like curse a lot in the movie, but you know when nope. she comes and he's, she's like, yeah, I'm more of a bitch than a whore. And then she's like, do you want to hang out tomorrow? He's like, I don't know, bitch. I got a lot to do. Oh, that's right, bitch. It's just like the innocence of it, and then like 
the quirkiness of it that's and it has so many different kinds of like comedy like the freaks on the train and the cult and mm-hmm. i just like how it touches a bit on everything Yo, oh, yeah it's it does it's got a lot of different uh little little things in here they're almost like they don't like hit you in the face but when you really take a step back and look at it uh, it's got a the dialogue. Really if you pay attention to the dialogue, they have some pretty it funny lines. That's why I love mockumentaries like Best in Show or mm-hmm. uh, Waiting for Guffman. Because if you watch it just as a whole, it's, it can be background noise. But mm-hmm. yeah. if you pay attention to dialogue, it's hilarious. Brett, uh, when you asked me this week what sh- what movie we were doing, you replied in all caps that you loved this movie. I I do love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it had been a while since I'd seen it, or. Mm-hmm even thought about it but i do it's, i do it is. uh i have a memory of really enjoying it a lot and then i w- just watched it uh like an hour before we showed up to this yeah and <laughs> i was uh, i was pleased <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is this isn't a a a top shelf movie when people would talk about like their top all-time movies but when you really sit back and watch it it's very much enjoyable uh, we've got the the synopsis of the movie. Did you want to read that, Brett? Or yeah, just in case people it? haven't seen yeah. the movie for a while, and feel free to uh, interject and interrupt me as as I as I do it. So, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. he plays Jimmy. He's uh, born a boy born without a, a an immune system, and so he lives most of his life in a decontaminated bubble in his house. His mother and father are very conservative and Christian. And uh, one day, Jimmy meets his neighbor, Chloe. Chloe shows Jimmy cool stuff, and the two sort of start to develop feelings for each other. And Jimmy's inexperience and bubble life prevent them from acting on these feelings. Eventually, Chloe gets engaged to her shitty boyfriend, Mark, who is Mark the best? <laughs> yes, Mark is so we're cool. Get, How we're can I get compete to Mark? with that? <laughs> I, I've underlined his name twice. <laughs> the sickest mullet in the world. Yes. Uh, so uh, she gets engaged to Mark and leaves Jimmy a snow globe with a note confess- confessing her love for him. Uh, he constructs a, a portable bubble suit that allows him to leave his home for the first time in his life, and he embarks on a journey to stop Chloe's wedding at Niagara Falls. Along the way, obviously, Jimmy meets a bunch of different characters, like the bright and shiny cult who worship him as their messiah, Slim, played by Danny Trejo, Mm -hmm. the greatest that ever was, uh, who plays... (laughs) Surprise, a tough biker. (laughs) (laughs) He meets Dr. Freak and his crew of uh, performers, but it's almost like they're, I I believe they're unpaid. (laughs) They did say that they were owned by him. Yeah, okay, so it is slave labor. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And Push Pop, an Indian man who runs an ice cream (laughs) truck, and Pappy, who is blue from old blue. school <laughs> and pippy and pippy oh, and yes Pampy. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. um uh jimmy eventually makes it to niagara falls in time to stop the wedding uh and to show chloe how he feels and how much he loves her he takes off his bubble suit and kisses her and then he collapses to the ground apparently dying due to his autoimmune disorder his mother then reveals that Jimmy actually developed an immune system when he was four, and she has been lying to him to protect him from the horrors of the world. They reconcile, and Jimmy and Chloe get married with all the people he encountered along the way in attendance. So that's Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy. Yeah. Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy. Just a very, 
wholesome flick, if anything, if from the perspective of Jimmy. Jake Gyllenhaal, in the notes we got written down here, is has acting chops. I think he was brilliant uh, in this movie. He is doe-eyed and uh, just has no idea how the world works the entire movie. You can't help but and immediately fall in love oh, with him. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love that at the end where you find out he does have immunities, and they basically give that away if you if you listen to the very beginning. I know we're spoiling a 20-year-old movie for you, <laughs> which is what we quite often do on this show, but uh, it's pretty much at the very beginning of the movie when he says he's born in the hospital and he comes home when he's four. If you listen, it's like, well, that's a, he got immunity, so they sent him home, but his mom did not particularly care for that. Um, I, Susie Kurtz, the, the mom in this movie, is fantastic. I, I oh she played this role perfectly. Yeah, she, she's the best. She's probably my favorite part of the whole. Mo- when she goes up to the kids on the lawn and sprays yeah. them with the hose, she's like, yeah. "Get out of here, fuckers!" <laughs> she reads him the good night stories, yeah. and Pinocchio touched the girl whore next door, yep. and he died. And he died. The, uh, yeah, all the stories end that way. I'm just really surprised that she's Christian. I would have given her like Jewish mother, maybe Italian, with the super like over constricting. Ah. Well, that was thing. yeah, maybe. Well, what was really interesting about that, you, know, you mentioned that being the overbearing and like really super like sanitary. Yeah, that's my mother. She's the Jewish mother. <laughs> oh, is yeah, she? No, that's how I know this. Uh, like early, later in the movie, she comes out of the restroom and she's smelling the uh, antibacterial. She just likes it so much. Uh, not too long ago, I, I came across an article that, uh, I mean, she, they have like Ronald Reagan pictures hanging up in their wall. Like these are uber ultra conservatives. And there is a correlation with people that, uh, that uh, um, are, you know, refer to themselves as ultra Christian and a germaphobe, germophobia. There is a correlation between the two. It's, it's one of these, like, it's not like a set in stone thing, but there is a connection there that uh, they just want to be more, pure. They yeah. just want to be pure. There's, yeah, a purity aspect to that. And uh, the, the fact that that's played up the whole time she's sitting there wiping the, scrubbing it the whole time when the whore huh. leaves. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> My mom says you're the whore next. Oh, yeah. This is one of those movies where you know I always sit down with my notepad and I start writing. Well, this time I, I jot him down on the phone, but uh, I, I sit down and I'll, I'll write notes as I'm watching the movie. And then after about 20 minutes, I just no, this is just too good. <laughs> this was just so funny. Um, what were some of your when you sit back and you know you haven't watched it in a while, but what was the things that rushed back to your mind when you thought about it when you said oh hey I'm bubble boy uh him running down the uh road in the middle of the desert just like with his bouncing arms <laughs> it's just like my favorite image. if you guys could see me right now the the image. Sarah's doing a really good impression yeah, I'm, 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 I'm I'm believing this this is it's fantastic um yeah that and then probably the end scene at Niagara Falls where he, he where he goes over the mm-hmm. the falls. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you see that there's a a sign on the the buoy right there that has uh like a bubble person crossed out? No. Is there a no? Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Christine, what are your one of your what were your one of your favorite parts of this movie? Uh, okay, especially when you hadn't watched it in a while, but definitely the diner scene where the the guy who owns a curry ice cream truck yeah. is eating tofu and they're mm. all making fun of him. They're like, boy, why are you in that bubble? <laughs> it's like, because I was born without immunity. Immunity is what are immunity? And they freak out. And he like, out. start freaking out. 
freaking out and they catch the whole place on fire and they're just watching their entire town burn. Like, That's a good fire. That is. <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite parts. Uh, for me, it was always five five hundred dollar. Yeah. Oh, five hundred dollar yeah. always stuck out with me because even even twenty years ago, I knew that that was really racist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really. Really, the just mo- problematic. I mean, the, There's some seriously the ice cream truck. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah push pop. Yeah. <laughs> that that actor really was uh, typecast a lot. Like uh, in yes. uh, Employee of the Month, oh, that horrible movie yes. with Dane mm-hmm. Cook and Jessica Simpson. And Seinfeld. <laughs> he yeah. was. Uh, uh, I can't. Re- now I can't remember his name on Seinfeld. It doesn't matter. But he was on Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, he was a guy. Yeah, he was a guy on Seinfeld and. Employee of the month, which again is uh, that movie is like on page two or three of all the movies that we want to do for this show. Oh, I'll that skip movie. that one. Oh no, no. uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> it's just gonna be you and me, and it's gonna be a three hour long episode. What was the year of it? This is a blah 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 Toyota. How dare you? <laughs> the golf ball. Oh, yeah. It has funny parts. Sure. We yeah. have to pre funk well, to watch that movie. Yeah, you, yeah, we do. <laughs> well, I work in a, a retail environment like that. So it's and perfect, so, yeah. It's too close to home. It's way too close to home. All right, but we're talking about Bubble Boy, not uh, right. uh, um, Employee of the Month. So you even forgot. <laughs> uh, and I love Danny Trejo because personally for me, this was the first time he stood out to me as like, okay, this guy's hilarious. He, uh, I, I know that he was in some more things before this, but I couldn't, if you were to ask me, like when was the first, when you first like ran into Danny Trejo, it was this movie. I, I'm sure he did other things, and I'm sure he did some Robert Rodriguez stuff. Well, from Dust Til, he was in from Dust Till Dawn, and I think yeah. that's where I—that's at least where mm-hmm. I know him from. He was, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, I think this is well, like was, this is like right on the precipice precipice of him being like Danny Trejo. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, he was definitely before he made the big break. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, the wildfire, which is, I, I love how they incorporate that in the movie. That's his real tattoo, isn't it? He's got a, a lady. Tattooed on his chest. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh. Probably. I don't think the top ones would be. Yeah, yeah, was X out names. Like no. real. But I think. Danielle? But I think Wildfire, the, the the main one, because I've seen that elsewhere. Oh. And oh, hey, he still got Wildfire. Oh, Obviously, he, he still heat. does it. He's also in Heat. Heat. Okay. But he was like a small part in that. Yeah. There's another um, famous um, uh, Mexican American actor in this that plays a lot of that same type of uh, like biker gangster character, but he doesn't talk in this. But he's in it, and his name escaped me. I couldn't even find his name. He's one of these guys you've seen, and he's always plays. He's always typecast into this type of character, like a Danny Trejo character. But he's, I, I could not for the life of me pin it down to where I'd seen him before. But I know I've seen him in thousands of different things. So <laughs> I think the, that'll those be, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I will IMBD that shit right now. I Go spent half it. of my life. I'm like, I do know it. that's the guy. Do it. Yeah, I I tried, and I. What would I do before IMBD? Lose <laughs> arguments with myself. <laughs> Uh, so there's a lot of things in this movie too that really stick with you, like the bright and shiny song that you mentioned. Oh, uh, that's and luckily that like escaped me. Like I didn't remember that song until it was playing when I, I read the back of the DVD here, and it said it had the bright and shiny uh, sing along. I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> the first, well, the first person he meets when he leaves when he builds his own bubble suit and leaves town is Zach Galifianakis. Yep. 
which was the first time. That is Zach Galifianakis. It does not look like him. Well, no, he's no, he's like Zachary Galifianakis. Yeah, he did have his hair was very very clean and combed. Yeah, it was clean and combed. I'm wearing my ankle weights just so you know. Yeah, talk about stealing a scene that's supposed to have just been a one note thing, and he just stole it. It was so brilliant. So brilliant! I got, oh, money! Yeah, here I've got this. How far does it get me? Could take a couple Step, steps back. Yeah, that far. That far. He, he's actually the only thing I remembered from the movie. Yeah, just yep. the, he, it was like I remember that Zach Galifianakis is in that movie, and that's pretty much the only mm-hmm. thing I remembered. Mm-hmm. I hope my husband doesn't listen to this because we got in like an hour fight over that. He's like, "That's Zach." I was like, "No, it's not, dude. This is somebody who looks like him." <laughs> just like waiting at home with yeah. his arms crossed, like tapping his foot, like, "Oh, you you want to tell me something? <laughs> you want to do that?" You want to go? <laughs> My gosh. Uh, so, I mean, there's something about this movie oh, yeah, that, yeah, go for it. I mean, if you can't figure, if you can't find, that. no, that's fine. Oh, I will find it. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> go for it. I, I don't, I don't doubt you at all. Is it the tall guy, and he always has like a crew cut, almost, and like grayish hair? And like... uh, he's, I can't say that he's taller. Uh, in this movie, he doesn't have a lot of like tattoos on his. And he, I don't think he still has tattoos on his face. But he's was got, it during um, the dark. biker gang? Yeah, he's part of the biker cult, gang. like in Vegas. Like yeah, that big yeah, he's in. Showdown. He's in. Danny, yeah, he's okay. in. He's in uh, Slim's uh, biker gang, and it's like he. I'm pretty sure that he did some more acting before this because he's like really. He always puts himself at that that key. Like stand. blood in, blood out. Like that type of those type of movies, probably like, yeah. Because yeah. like he he puts him, himself in the uh, Stanley Kubrick uh, vanishing point, like right center of the camera when like not quite looking at the camera, but he's like right there. So I think he, I'm sure he knows. Um, Is he the one that was sitting next? They were in the car chase. He was in the passenger seat. I mean, I, know, uh, like, I believe so. Trip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When he's when, yeah. when they steal Push Pops um, yeah, uh, yeah. ice cream curry truck, <laughs> that's him. That's him, and I feel embarrassed that I couldn't, I didn't know his name, or I couldn't picture, I couldn't pin him down. But that's where he was. He'll figure it out. <clears throat> you know what put me right in the in the absolute best mindset for this movie was the fact that Blink 182's "Damn It" played right at the beginning. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I know what era I'm in. I yeah, I yep. love that song. It has to be that song was like in every '90s and early 2000s like mm-hmm. teen comedy. Absolutely, and American started, Pie. Yeah. Uh, can't hardly wait. Like, yeah, I love Camp. I love Camp. Hardly same, wait. That's same. that's so good. She's all that. Like that was early. She's, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. 2000s. Well, and and that's a good man. And that's actually a really good observation of when this movie came out. This movie came out in two thousand one. In late August of two thousand one. So put yourself in that spot. Yeah. Do I want to go to a movie that's uh, more or less a cartoon, a live action cartoon, in the first two weeks of September in 2001? Her name is Swoozie? No. Susie Kurtz. Oh, she spells it with ice. Yeah. Pronounced it. Yeah. Susie Kurtz is the mother. It's so bizarre, the spelling. You couldn't have asked for a worse couple of weeks to release a movie quite like this mm, and yeah. to have any sort of no one was last. Really Nobody was really into no. Uh the only and so this movie was ma- I always look up the 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 numbers. It was made for 15 million dollars and they made 18 million dollars. Oh. So they barely I don't think they probably even covered what it would have cost them to promote it. 
be honest, because there was some sort of like you, you knew this movie was coming out. I remembered yeah. hearing commercials for this movie. Um, so they probably lost a little bit, not a ton. I mean, for $15 million, Jake Gyllenhaal was only 20 years old. So they he got, him got a steal of a deal. Then. Yeah, they got him for a steal. He was not broke Fresh back meat. mountain. Yeah. Yeah, he he was still Maggie's little brother Aww. at this point. <laughs> and all these IMBDs like for the cast, it's like Lorraine, Lorraine, Lorraine. Yeah, Lorraine. Look- <laughs> <laughs> it's yep, Todd's and Lorraine. It's not even Lorraine's. Lorraine number one or Lorraine number two. It's just Lorraine. Yeah, I looked up uh, what I always like to look up what comes came out around that time, and you had mentioned yeah, it was uh, American Pie. American Pie two came out around that time as well. Really? Is that the guy? The bald-headed guy. Robert Lasordo. Let me see yep, that's that, him. That's him. That's him. Right. Yeah, Robert Lasordo. He was a Nip Tuck. He was, was the, he a the big uh, the drug cartel guy. Okay. And he was really into like 80s music and coke. Okay. I never watched it enough, so <laughs> oh, I'm just going to nod at you tuck. like I know what you're talking about. You're but, missing out. Oh, I'm sure I am. I know the show. <laughs> I just have never seen it and watched Yeah, that's him. He doesn't look like that in that picture, but yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, Robert Lasardo. <laughs> oh, he, <looks> <laughs> he doesn't speak, but like you recognize his mm-hmm. face. Like he's got a very recognizable face. So getting back to when this movie was released, uh, it begs it, it begs the question: late August, early September, two thousand one. I mean, where were you guys? I mean, if you could say you were like in elementary school or something, I was that's a okay. Sophomore but in high school, you were a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Okay. I was. Going into seventh grade. Mm. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I was I was 21 years old. I was on my day off. <laughs> Gross. It was on your day off? I was on my day yeah. yeah. I was. Uh, when it well, when that happened. Afterwards? Okay. No. Sorry. Yeah. No. I was. Tw- yeah. No. Because it was. Yeah. I was 21 and it was my day off. And I didn't even know that had happened. Like how we're talking about it, like everyone knows exactly what we're talking about. Right. And honestly, I didn't even know until it was like noon, one o'clock in the in the afternoon, because I was watching basic cable. I was watching History's Lost and Found that morning, and just lounging in bed, just having a good morning. And yeah, it's about noon. I get a phone call. It's like, yeah, you've been ruined. You've been missing some shit. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like, they're talking about who you have in pajamas on this show, and but no, so you, so yeah. It, definitely begs the 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 question of would have been a different story for this movie and a lot of movies that came out on that time i know that the only reason and i and i and i honestly believe this to be true uh uh what was that zoolander came out that week <gasps> uh, i think it actually came out about a month later are you sure it was a month later? I, I thought I, it was around. I have it pulled same... up right now. Oh, Bubble okay. Boy well, came out to, uh, August twenty fourth. Yeah, and then and Zoolander came out September twenty eighth. Was it really that late? Because mm-hmm. I remember that was the first like comedy movie that I was able to go like disappear into and go see was Zoolander. Mm. So even if you even if you think about it, like you know you've you've got movies you got like American Pie two, Zoolander. Uh, lots of different movies that came out and this is just so different from all of them and so ridiculous it even says on the cover of the, of the dvd here rambunctiously funny but i would say no no it's more ridiculous about this um this really is a, a live action cartoon and i don't know i i, I guess it was why it's not more remembered or high regard i mean it's not shakespeare so i don't think it ever could anyway 
Well, it's also not very good. Mm. Like, no, it is not a good movie. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure that the storyline has been used in almost every other rom-com. Uh, a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Actually, the church at the end is from The Graduate. It is, it's yeah. The it's, same, it's the same church, yeah. Like, let's just, it worked last time. <laughs> so, so when I first watched it, um, you know, it, it's so goofy and it's so ridiculous. And then watching it again last night... That's, there was some familiarity with not only the story, but just the way the movie plays out. Because there's a lot of things in this movie that I noticed uh, played out really weird. Uh, in the night of when they're in Las Vegas, and he they're trying to get money to go to get to Niagara Falls, which is such a weird, arbitrary place to go. Um, they're trying to win money off of slot machines to get to Niagara Falls, and he wins his uh, 12 cc's of American Thunder, <laughs> the American uh, Steel that he wins, his little scooter. He leaves Vegas. He's right outside of Vegas, and he actually runs into his parents, and he bounces down the uh, little valley on the side of the road into a train, and he mm-hmm. wakes up in Nebraska. <laughs> so which, which is a long that's a fast train because yeah. it's late in the night anyway and because yeah. it's midnight for a while in he Vegas. he could have been he... knocked the fuck out for like a week and nobody's <laughs> nobody's well, they, gonna they smell him it, either because he's in a true. bubble that's true. You know? it's like... so there's these little things that are like you know obviously and he falls out of a plane and just like boom 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 and is okay the, the cartoon aspects of this when, really comes into play when you think about who wrote this. And this movie was written by a guy named Cinco Paul and Ken Dario. Now, you don't recognize those names until you look up their IMDb's. Mm. Holy crap. They've pretty much written every CGI movie in the last 15, 20 years. They wrote the, the Despicable Me. They wrote the Lorax. They wrote tons of these... Uh, computer animated cartoon kids movies that are, you know, I don't want to say Despicable Me is highbrow, but for that genre, it is yeah, for a, a, there is like a higher act. So thinking about that, okay, so it's written by these guys that went on to write Despicable Me. This could have been a CGI movie. Yeah, they just didn't easily. Have the, they didn't have the technology. They just didn't. Then. Yeah, they just didn't do that. And I watched the. I did watch the uh, building a better bubble suit. Um, which is great. It's actually a really uh, interesting little like 15-minute uh, documentary about the, the bubble suit. And the original designs for it were the most cartoony Dr. Seussian things ever. And one of his arms was an inflatable clown. Like he literally just took inflatable things around his house and sewed them together. These drawings in this is adorable. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So can you imagine that's put into a C- how they would have done that as a would CGI Would you have preferred movie? CGI? I don't know that I, I'm, I've got a four-year-old, so I probably would have had to have watched it. But it's just interesting that, that yeah, the, the technology wasn't there for the CGI, that this probably would have been a CGI if they hadn't made this movie. Well, do we know, like, there there were cartoons coming out then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This yeah, is, I mean, so Toy Story, the Toy first Story Toy, was, Story, Toy Story came out in 1999. So that is... Or maybe 98. No, yeah, that's 99. It might have been 98, actually. The first Toy Story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was later in the 90s. That's true. Because they rushed to the second one in, like, really fast and that's oh, 95 sorry was it 95 mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh wow dang oh. wow all right so but still those things cost mil- you know yeah ton- so they couldn't you couldn't make right. a you couldn't make a 
a Despicable Me for fifteen million dollars. I don't think you could do it now. <laughs> the budget for the first Toy Story was thirty million. Oh, Wait, well, is then. Toy Story Disney? Or is that DreamWorks? Pixar. Uh, oh, it's Pixar. It's Pixar, it's Pixar slash things. Yeah. Disney. I remember oh, okay. in the theater, yeah. the lamp. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the things that do this, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need floppy things I in my movies. I'm glad they didn't do CGI for the bubble suit. I think that would have... I was watching American Werewolf in London the other day, and I thought... They totally would have CGI the well, shit. Well, they would have now. made this whole movie as a CGI. Yeah. yeah. Like every character Definitely. would have been rendered into CGI because the way it plans out is, I know it's kind of a weird take, but if you've seen Minions, that's the yeah. same kind of road trip thing. They have to get going across the country and oh, they do yeah. it in a couple days for a really weird arbitrary reason. But then we wouldn't have got Jake Gyllenhaal's sick haircut. <laughs> his, his, hair, his floby <laughs> haircut. True. It's like because... almost flock of seagulls, but like it's somehow great. dorkier and like shittier. Yeah. <laughs> the best the best part about that uh, building a better bubble suit uh, little short documentary is that he's sitting there talking about it and he's just laid back in his chair with the bubble boy haircut. <laughs> and, yeah, we went through a couple different suits and the first ones were like 65 pounds, which... You know, it was doable, but man, those were some hard days. <laughs> he's just really just, he's so, well, he was 20 years old and he was just so bright eyed, even in real life. Like he didn't, that's what they kept talking, saying is he doesn't complain about this. You see him climbing out of the suit and he's soaked. He's, he's absolutely soaked because you couldn't, because he couldn't hear in the suit. Um, and they had tons of different suits because they had the suits that when he like roll is rolling around, mm-hmm. that's a special suit that has an inner liner to hold him in place. Don't they have those like big things now that people can rent for like, like water? giant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. giant inflatable balls. Yeah, yeah, and you just run into mm-hmm. each other. That looks exactly. Terrifying. It's like the more mobile version of the sumo suits. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever done that one before. Yeah, that's uh, well, and they were just trying to, uh, the different things and where the the sumo suits exactly is kind of what yeah. was inspired it. They had to design in a certain way to where he can like run because they had him his legs like sticking straight out, so he was waddling like, like Violet Beauregard, and he couldn't run, and he just had a, that was his only gripe is that I really just can't run like this. And... You know, talk about inconsistencies. Remember when Trejo asked him in the when they first meet in the desert, he's like. How do you poop in that thing? And he just never answers it. And you never see him go to the bathroom the entire nope. film. He doesn't go in the bathroom at all. He's not drinking any water. Yeah, it's nope. so bizarre. Yeah, yeah. How does he like, survive? Like, he's a cat. He eats one cookie, you know. one Jesus cookie, and then he's done. Like, that's, <laughs> that's it. He got well, the body really, of Christ yeah, in him. He it. is going to. Well, he is he's more or less a saint in this movie. <laughs> if you really watch the way he reacts to his the people in his surroundings, he is like the most saintly person. He just, even to the to the freaks. To um, which I hate referring to them as that, but the guy Vern they Froyer, are, they spell is, it ph. Yeah, it so is freaks. <laughs> but I just hate using that word. I felt bad for the guy that played Sasquatch because he actually passed away a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, watching also well, to Vern Froyer too, but uh, there's a scene where they're all walking down the street, and that poor man trying to carry this luggage and he's just having such a hard time this big tall uh, and Beetlejuice don't forget yeah and Beetlejuice who's literally just like yep I'm Beetlejuice and I'm here he he brings nothing to the plot and he never did in any of these movies that he kept popping up in I know he gave a scary movie like he never brought anything where did he pop up in scary movie he is in I know he's in the I believe he's in the second one like he when they're uh, playing basketball, isn't it? Like downstairs. I know at one point, that. like they show the inside of someone's brain, and it's <gasps> and it's right. and it's Beetlejuice just hanging out. It's like, when they I'll... do the the Hannibal reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the kitchen and eating in... his brain. Oh, yeah, yeah, and Hannibal. Yeah. And, and he... oh my god, what was that and guy's Beetlejuice name? Uh, I can't remember. Smokey. 
Smoky. They open Smokey's skull Smoky. and it's just Beetlejuice sitting in there, like screaming. He doesn't even have a brain. I obviously was either in a not so good mindset when I watched that. Mm-hmm. I guess it was good, but mm-hmm. also not. Well, so how good like when I watched that? It's so ironic that we brought up Beetlejuice being a scary movie because so was Mark, the guy that played the boyfriend in this movie. Was, was in scary. He one? was Officer Doofy. <gasps> That's right. Yeah, he was no. Officer Doofy. No, yes. I love Doofy. Yeah, Dave Sheridan. If you ever do a show, also on yes. Scary Movie, scary I'm the sad part is, is that we that. couldn't do the first two because those are brilliant. So and then after good. the second one, yeah. when it wasn't the Wayne's Brothers anymore, I, I think it really went off the rails. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. It was just how many parodies could we do in a row as opposed to telling a somewhat decent story like they did in the first, especially in the second one too. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, talk about something that's like really holding on to it. It's like you're covering your mouth because it's the same. Like you, well, once you start thinking about it, it's like, I, and you said really go. holding on, and I was like, take my strong hand. My strong Cindy, hand. Cindy, the TV's leaking. <laughs> my germs. <laughs> so Dave Sheridan uh, played Officer Doofy in the first, uh, the big twist at the end of Scary Movie, which he turned uh, out to be an asshole in that movie too. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was so, the bad guy. Yeah. yeah, he was the the Kaiser so sick. Yeah, right. That movie was Officer Doofy, um, and I thought I loved Dave Sheridan. I thought he was hilarious. He was in this. He was in you know, the, the Scary Movie, and he did a couple other things. But now he doesn't do a lot anymore, to the point that I think if I like messaged him on Facebook, he would probably answer me. <laughs> Let's Probably find. Let's like see if we can't find Dave Sheridan. He, he's like a children's ninja dojo somewhere. He teaches like taekwondo to like small kids. Or he's a dick. Hear their children though. He was in one of my favorite horror franchises, Which like two, one? Uh, the Hatchet franchise. I love Hatchet. He was in the fourth one, called, just called I Victor didn't go Crowley. Past the third one. Oh, Vic, it's yeah, he was in yeah. Uh, Victor Crowley. I saw that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I love those movies. They're so <laughs> gross. The first and... Hatchet was, I put it off watching it for the longest time, but I love, like, B, like, campy, oh, yeah. like, like, Herschel Gordon Lewis is, like, one of my very favorite, like, directors of all time. And so. I, H- Hatchet 2 with, uh, like, Tony Todd when he just gets, yeah. like, his skin pulled up over him. It's, it's my favorite. Sorry. <laughs> Not to derail, but. <laughs> no, go for it. You don't partake in the. Oh, should we? We'll, we'll just take a quick break, okay? Okay, cool. All right. Uh, We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. All right, so um, we're going to take a look. at Here's something that that I didn't even know about this movie until uh, doing some research for it. It was in 2008. Oh, that's all right. I've got to take the... Just keep talking. It won't play in the recording. It's fine. So in 2008, the guys that wrote this movie, like I said, the ones that did all these uh, CGI'd uh, Dr. Seuss Despicable Me movies, they wrote a musical to Bubble Boy, which I guess is pretty in, uh, is in high regard. I didn't know this, um, and if Bright and Shiny's not in this movie in this <laughs> musical, I'd be upset. But uh, so uh, Brett's found a clip. Uh, from yeah, I, I didn't Bubble watch Boy any musical. of it. No. I, I saw that it came out, and I didn't watch any of it. So I thought we would just uh, check out one of the songs. This so, is like a, not like a real part of the musical. It's just like a live performance of it. So yeah. it's not like theatrical. It's kind of like readers' theater. Yeah. So this is, this song's called uh, "It Will Be Chloe." So let's. She's just a girl, Jimmy. There's no need to get carried away. I'm not getting carried away. If I ever kiss a girl. 
I'm into it. Yeah. Ooh. I, I feel like the guy who's singing is like if Ray Romano and the guy from Blue's Clues had a child, <laughs> like, and he wore red striped shirts instead of green. Sadly, this is grown up uh, Calvin. So, so <laughs> what happens if it's not Chloe, though? And, like, the girl who, like, hears the song, she's like, what the fuck, you dick? Who's Chloe? Oh, is your name not Chloe? Not Chloe? <laughs> I mean, yeah. He fell in love with pretty much the first girl that he saw, but, I mean... I mean, she does also do that, like, car wash scene where she rolls yes. over the hood. Well, she does. Who does that? Uh, I do. Chloe does. That's why I buff it. That's why, <laughs> that's why we had you on the show. Yeah, exactly. We were going to objectify you that much. That there. was actually my um, my talent. I, you know, forget the traveling and everything else. It's just nope. like, <laughs> I, I roll on top of cars that are being sprayed this down This is Sarah. She washes a car like a beast. Yes. <laughs> Almost like a walrus. <laughs> like I just jump onto like it. Like she's at a Carl's Jr. A commercial. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, I tried out for that. They didn't take me. Oh, sad. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> so that was, uh, if you could hear that, was It Will Be Chloe from uh, the Bubble Boy musical. That song alone, I think, uh, I want to give it a little bit more, more listen to in the future. Was, uh, that wasn't a terrible song I, as I far as musicals. Whole, I think the whole like soundtrack is out on uh, Spotify that is a great thing to drive home to. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to pop the that on Spotify. Yeah. It will be Chloe. <laughs> Do you think he ends it with like a woman who like divorces him and like takes half his money and like, won't let him see his kids? It'll be Chloe. <laughs> and you're like, no. My name's Elizabeth. I don't know why you kept calling me that. We've been married for five years and now we have two kids. I'm not Chloe and I'll never be Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to be good enough for you. We had to name our daughter Chloe Jr. <laughs> <laughs> How was <laughs> I don't oh, even know why I signed that paper. goldfish, Chloe. Close is Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> guinea pig, Chloe. <laughs> we couldn't figure out why he, we, he stood upstairs in a blonde wig. Yeah. He called himself Chloe in a mirror. <laughs> Buys a boat. Bubble Boy 2. Bubble Boy 2 got Chloe. really, really dark. Huh? Have you met her Labrador, Chloe? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> our Labrador, Chloe. <laughs> she just had puppies, too. You've got Chloe, 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 and Chloe. And the one with the mark on her chest, that's Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the Bubble Bubble Boy uh, musical. That sounds a lot better. The, the last show we did, we, were, we, we covered Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and we... Yeah. determined that although that movie had a lot of merits the soundtrack was not something you would want to sit and listen to wait in the car. which one the one with the johnny, johnny depp oh. one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the oh. johnny depp one okay. the music is nowhere near as memorable obviously not as the close. old one but this actually i don't know i'll have to give that some thought so <laughs> uh so speaking of some of the other uh, just getting back to some of the the cast in this movie there's tons of people that either went on to do a lot of other things or people that had pretty good careers at that time. Um, I love the fact that the dad is the dude that plays Twisty the Clown on American Horror Story. Yeah. Uh, from 
That's what you were, I remember him from, I can't pinpoint it now, but I have seen him in something else. Do you remember him in Gothica? Do you remember that movie with Halle Berry? Oh, it, shit. Yeah, no, he's in a he ton. He and he, like, opened his chest. He's in a ton of stuff, yeah. yeah. When, when you look up his, like, his top credits, it's he's Twisty the Clown Twisty, from... Twisty, yeah. Twisty, and then he played Drew Carey's uh, transgender brother that's sister where i remember and, him in the drew carey show yeah that's which again late from. 90s like that's yeah that's that was him and norm gunderson in fargo <gasps> oh, that's that right. was fargo. the third one there was a third oh, one on there. yeah i knew i was oh, missing yeah. something yep. he was the husband norm. yeah yep. just Nervous. wanting to paint he was just painting mallards <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh i love that movie i love the scene in this movie he doesn't talk much in this mm-hmm. movie and then when they finally corner him and they, he's got Jimmy in the back, they got Jimmy in the back of the car. They're getting ready to leave. But the mom immediately has to leave to go to the bathroom. It's like, oh, well, we've, 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 we finished this three, four day long adventure to find our son. I'm going to go potty before we leave. Um, I, I just love how he just like nonchalantly unlocks the door for him and just lets him go because he knows that this is, he doesn't want his son to end up like him because mm. he's pretty browbeaten and just has given up from the whole movie because he barely speaks. They're going on more than $100,000. It's the Jews. That was so... (laughs) Think, man. Yeah, a lot of these older movies that we... (laughs) Always have some really terribly problematic stuff. And there wasn't... I didn't think there would be as much in this flick. That was pretty rough. There's a ton. Oh, and it wasn't so much they said the Jews is that they would have wanted more money. Yeah. Which... We're going to call out something problematic and then talk about it. I apologize. <laughs> I'm really apologizing, Sarah. It's okay. Well, well in, I... in the context of, sorry to cut you off, but in the context of her character, because she's obviously like a very hateful mm-hmm. woman. And oh, I yeah. It's yeah. perfect know, for her character. Right, but yeah. But it's still, uh, it's when still... she said it, I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then again, Bush popped that, uh, uh, it was putting the flowers around the, uh, I don't know, it was like, a, he calls it like an American bison at one point, And then it's some, when he, when they hit a oh, cow, the cow yeah. when hit a cow and they keep running over the cow, just splashing him with the cow's guts and the, the blood and stuff. And he immediately stops to put the flowers in a circle around it. Like he's really driving home that, that there's, there's people from that country that worship cows. <laughs> he's just way into that. Even the overuse of Vato. Vato. Yes. Yeah. Is... You're just like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. No. A third time? Still... Fourth time. Now. Okay. Cool. Bubble right. Vato. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have to admit that I do love the fact that Jimmy says how just so wholesome he is. So you got to cut the Vato. Like, it's just so. I, I didn't I plan to, to cut, cut the, the Vato. Vato. <laughs> As he's fixing yeah, his bike, too, by the way. Vato, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you also have to point out, uh, you guys mentioned earlier that uh, uh, Patrick Crenshaw, who played Pappy and Pippi, uh, also was blue in old school. Uh, this is when, like, all of it again. Now, uh, Patrick Crenshaw, uh, who played Pappy, was in, we did uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band a couple weeks ago, and that movie was made in the late 70s, and he's in that. Is he dead now? Yeah, he died a few years okay. ago. Yeah, he died a few years ago. I don't ago. keep up on these things. What can no. I say? Well, I, it wasn't just because that's just... just I, I was by no means an expert in Bubble Boy until <laughs> this time last night. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know way too much more about this movie than I want to. <laughs> and I love the fact that they can say Poonanny, but they don't say, say Poon Tang. Every time they say it, there's a, a car uh, backfiring over it. They never say it out loud. <laughs> 
boom tang. Oh, it's, it's, that's funny to is me. Is that the it, same time that Pootie Tang came out? No, Pootie Tang was after. Pootie Tang was like late, late was 2000s? mid mid two thousands, earlier two thousands. Yeah. yeah, no, just well, well, for one, it's pretty racist because yeah. there is a, a a nice Asian woman named Poo Nanny in this movie, but um. I feel like that in this era of comedies, that was like always a joke. Was like an Asian person had like a silly name that was like an innuendo or like a double entendre. Like mm-hmm. it would be like fuck, but it was like spelled like mm-hmm. ph. You know, fuck you, yeah. fuck me. Yeah, in the, always. Oh. Or like in, uh, in the producer of Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Was <laughs> oh, everything boy. makes oh, sense you know? now. <laughs> what do you know? A lot of those, the the culture, the culture. <laughs> the cultural sensitivities of Mike Myers. Oh. Yeah. Well, I can't watch Austin Powers without hearing Shrek now. Every time I hear Fat Bastard, I'm like, I know he's just red hair. Yep, it just it's yeah, just it's the same thing. Yep, it's pretty much the exact same character. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the 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 there is a, a lot of racism. Like I said, <laughs> not as much as I I remember there would be, but I mean, like I said, in these twenty year old movies, they're always that way. Yeah. Well, obviously, like the five hundred dollar, which have you if you had asked me. A week ago, I would have sworn to you. I would have sworn on my four-year-old's head that that guy from the the, the strip club that's giving away the five hundred dollars to win the mud wrestling was um, Ken Young or Ken Ken Jong. Ken Jong. Oh, the guy from The Hangover and all. Yes. That? Oh no, it's totally. I. Him. It's not him. No. But if you would ask me a week ago. I would have said, oh yeah, that's that's where that's his first movie was. Uh, was Joey, that that's was racist. Racist. I was just gonna, I, I know. didn't want to be the I first know, to call right? it out, but yeah. I was like, I know. Uh, are I, you saying that all Asian people? No, are they do same? not. Not at all. Wow, not even close. Really fast, but really. you know what? I'm not even gonna get defensive because you know, for one, that a that makes me look even more guilty, and two, I did nothing uh, wrong. Exactly. I'm just like. You know, it, it I wasn't have a so friends. It's fine. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but come on, I, <laughs> I am like one thirty-second Asian. <laughs> yeah, so I can say whatever. I can say whatever the hell I want. But I will no, have to say, I, I think they made every fun of everybody equally. Like the townsfolk, they made him really hicky, and like kills have eyes. Yeah, like, everybody and, like, is really like is an exaggerated. Yeah, you know, absolutely within the confines of late '90s yeah. comedy, are yeah. are exaggerated of themselves, and again would translate fairly well. As a completely CGI cartoon. Not movie. now, though. This movie, you wouldn't be able to get away with this movie. Well, now. not not with that humor, but just over exaggerated yeah. versions of themselves. I I think people they still do make this movie. Like I think people still do. It's just less uh, racist. Because a lot more, yeah. Because like real, uh, the thing that I love about this movie is that the kind of like moral is that everybody is cool like it's cool to be different totally. mm-hmm. like that's like when one of my favorite parts was when uh Vern Troyer Dr. Freak was on top of him mm-hmm. like being like I'm not many and yeah. uh and he was like calling him a freak and then Jake Gyllenhaal's like what's wrong with being a freak and pushes him mm-hmm. off which I mean that was problematic in the way it treats <laughs> portrays little people <laughs> but, yeah right uh but I like <laughs> that it's kind of like trying to say that like being different and being a quote-unquote freak is actually like cool and maybe that's why i liked that movie so much nobody liked me in middle or high school same (laughs) i was was a freak yeah that and that that's exactly that was a really good uh thing because that's exactly what i what i noticed was that he's very 
he doesn't have any he, he he takes everybody for face value everybody has value to him regardless of even the 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 cult people the um the the biker gang like all these people he's just like oh yeah oh, okay yeah you're the bitch oh okay. <laughs> cool. yeah he's just cool yeah right on um and nowhere is that more evident than at the end when he wakes up when he's told that he has immunities and by all rights he should have told his mom to go take a hike and to never speak to her again because inarguably she ruined his life yeah and she's a hateful terrible she's a person. hateful <laughs> terrible racist person she ruined his life and there's a moment where it's like oh my gosh she's gonna get what's coming to her and he hugs her and says he loves her oh jake <laughs> oh my gosh boy. you are a sweet boy even now he's he's our agent he's still a sweet boy um i just loved that i just loved the way he he looks at uh the world he just is everything is just uh genuine there's nothing when he steals the beer right at the he end sips the foam. yeah he sips the foam and passes out when he steals the beer is so it's hilarious it's it, it's delivered perfectly and I just love the way he he sneaks in, he opens up the case, he knocks every beer off of the off the off the shelf, and then he carefully like he has one in his hand and he just he's got his back turned to the the lady who's who's robbing the liquor store, <laughs> which is such a weird like okay cool. I, I liked that joke. I thought that was funny. That no, she, she was holding somebody at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah. Mop up the bag, chop, chop. And then you never see her again. Like, there's a thread there that we want to know. <laughs> we probably story? just witnessed them. Yeah. yeah. And then he, he's hiding it and he sneaks away. And then he immediately comes back and goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've never stole anything before. I just, he had, just had his heart broken. And he, <laughs> she's thankfully that she was robbing the bank or the, the liquor store so he could steal it and not um, <laughs> just say, yeah, sure. Go for it. I'm robbing this guy. Uh, I don't know, just the way the way that's delivered, and then like what, what you said, Christine, where he sits there and just, just yeah. like sips the foam and passes out. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> I I love this era of comedies because I feel like even though they are often t- like we talked we've talked about American Pie. I feel like two weeks in a row. Yeah, but that movie is like horrible. Yes, but it's trash. Watching yeah, but watching <laughs> movies from this era era always takes me back to that time. Mm-hmm. You know, instantly, mm-hmm. and it was like you know middle school and being a kid and stuff. And nostalgic. Yeah, it's very nostalgic. So I feel like with movies like this, I can kind of look past a lot of like the. <laughs> The shitty aspects of well, them. so you said middle school. So then, how old were you when you saw American Pie? Because again, I was off of my shift from work, and I drove myself to the theater <laughs> uh, with my other drinking of age friends. Uh, <laughs> we watched American Pie. I think Pie. I was in uh, like sixth or seventh grade, depending on okay. when it came out. When did it come out? Ninety nine. Uh, yeah, the first one was ninety nine. Okay, then yeah, uh, like sixth grade probably. I think, or going into sixth grade. It's very. You can tell that, and it's a very fine line to, to, to say this, but the fact that there is some like overt racism in this movie, they didn't have to, like to make a, something like this now, they would be very much more mindful of that and rightfully so it would create a level they would just have to get a lot more creative with where this they want the story to go and like it it 
you can say that everybody it's it hits this you know everybody is is more or less treated the same like there's a racist overtones and and a lot of the different scenes that are that would just be hinted at now especially with the the overtly uh conservative like horrible mom like they would just hint at that now as opposed to just being so blatant with it well yeah because like it would just they would have to be worried about how much backlash they would have they to have for be it. a little bit more yeah cautious but, yeah in that time though i mean even stand-up comedians were using their race or like they were focusing on that being their punch for comedy but in a way it like reaches out to an entire like mm-hmm. dynamic like everybody kind of i hate to say this because it's terrible but everybody understands racist stereotypes mm-hmm. so it's a good like it at least in that time was a way to kind of relate it was almost it's almost like falling back on potty jokes but then you like turn six years old and you're like that's not funny anymore <laughs> just kidding i still laugh at fart <laughs> jokes that's fine <laughs> well they were mindful of like I, I can see that yeah they'd be mindful of the overt you know, in your face racism because Blatant. I mean, yeah, this was like this is a couple years after um, Bring the Pain, Bigger and Blacker with Chris Rock, uh, which was like the biggest thing going at that point. And then you had these things like you know American Pie, which people the humor that was the the most successful humor back then was the gross stuff, the sex. the sex type yeah. of stuff. And there's not very much of that in this at all. Other than him saying Other the Pledge the of Allegiance when he gets oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do to your father. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Oh, that poor man. Yeah. Well, and then, like, he does it, and she looks down, and, like, it's not gone. Yeah. She's like... Mm-hmm. It starts saying it faster. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. And then he hits it when he first finds it, and that's, that's what hurts. Yeah. It's with a stick. Uh, I, I guess you could say that, like, this is a good case. Like, you know, okay, you could be like, okay, I'm not going to be overtly racist. Well, there's a whole much more to that than just not using the N-word. And I think this could be a good case study of that. It's like there's actually a lot of little things, you know, the 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 Hispanic stereotypes, the mm-hmm. Indian stereotypes, the the, Asian stereotypes. the Asians, this, the, um, a, yeah. I mean, the, even conservative both. Christians, now that you brought up the fact that yeah, that's also tied Christians. into germaphobes. Exactly. Like. Yeah. There's a lot of things that, yeah, she could be a stereotype. You know the 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 main. That sounds like a horror movie on its own. Christian germaphobes. The Christian germaphobes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There could be some good, really good stuff there. They purify you. Everybody in this movie is kind of like uh, a caricature. Like mm. everybody's uh-huh. very over the top. Yep. Which is is fine. I get in in when it's not like a caricature of like their culture you know because like mm-hmm. push pop is like a caricature of like an indian man mm-hmm. and so it's now in 2019 it does seem it, it doesn't seem it is distasteful uh but like i said that the fact that like every like the whole theme of the movie is that it's like cool to be different it's like good to be different there's no maliciousness to it it's they're not they're, I mean they're playing it for laughs but they're not which doesn't make it okay uh, I'm not no, saying it makes no, it no okay. there's no there's nothing okay <laughs> a, a, about it but 
Well, didn't they just uh, do that whole uh, thing with the Simpsons because of Apu? Yeah. Didn't they have that whole petition? Because Hank Azaria plays him, right? Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they had that whole petition to get rid of him. Because it's really... Poo. And yeah. there is the documentary that... Oh, uh, There's yeah. a documentary? There yeah. Is. yeah. Hari Kondabalu is a stand-up comedian. He made a documentary about... It's called, like, What's the Problem with Apu, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, it's examining, like... Because since The Simpsons has been around forever, you know, yeah. 30 years right. or 31 years, I guess, or maybe it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really that's kind of shaped, longer. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of uh, Apu has kind of shaped people's uh, perception of Indian people in a lot of ways. Like the, you know, the convenience store clerk and like mm-hmm. Slurpees and blah, 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 sure. and all that stuff. And, and, to, and then the fact that it's voiced by a white dude <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. makes it really fucking bad yeah yeah so although hank azaria has come out and said that he would be okay with recap with the role being recast mm. which yeah I that's think is awesome cool. yeah. yeah good for you hank yeah thank, thanks hank <laughs> All, although the rest of the writers just kind of like didn't they just like agree to just to like uh, we don't know what the hell to do wasn't that, that what that that, that yeah, episode they, was they, like, they were oh. turds about it they were like yeah. lisa Lisa of all people was yeah. like something that wasn't offensive used to not be offensive is now offensive mm-hmm. blah 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 and yeah. I mean if it was Homer or Bart saying it I, it wouldn't be as bad but it is a betrayal of Lisa's character it me. is a betrayal <laughs> of Lisa's character wait I she said that in an episode yeah they and yeah when when that was being when that controversy when that was kind of controversial and people were talking about that yeah the, she they have the episode ending with. Her saying, you know, what used to not be offensive is now offensive. So what do you do? I don't know. I guess some, I guess nothing. Yeah. And that's kind of how they left it up in the air. Like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. Keep trying. We're not going to change this. Big I mean, I guess that's up, in guys. I Big know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And again, for like what, what Brett said, have Lisa of all people saying that Homer and Bart could easily get, or even like na- naive uh, Marge. Mr. Burns. But, or Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns, but definitely. Ned probably. Flanders. Any like, of those yeah. people. Ugh. But for Lisa... You know, like, I don't know why. I, I mean, I guess that's, they know they, they know a sweet gig when they've had it for so long. They're not going to rock their boat. But for Yardley Smith to be like, yeah, okay, I'll have Lisa say this. Like, I think, but yes. who knows? But she could just be playing a character and Yardley Smith could be, I don't know. I, I, I love I, her in the, the Twilight Zone movie. That was such a Yardley Smith? Yeah, I, she's great. I love her in, in general. I think, yeah. she's, I think she's, cool. she's really cool. Uh, she did an episode of... Uh, uh, MathNet that I thought was awesome. MathNet? MathNet was a segment on Square One uh, which was what a... What are these words you're saying? Yes, <laughs> I have no idea what are these things. Oh, Square we just got into one? something good. There was a, a PBS show called Square oh, One. It was uh, uh, a... Um, one square from the... What is it? Square One. Squared is times yeah. two, right? So mm-hmm. it's just... Like yeah. a ploy on that. Exactly. It was an educational show, and it was very much kind of, I, I don't want to say it was Saturday Night Live-ish, but they had like recurring skits, and they had different things that they did. And every episode ended with a segment called MathNet, and it was literally Dragnet, but it was all math-themed type of things that they were trying to to um, to accomplish. And I believe Yardley Smith was on one of the shows. I know she did something with a person in a gorilla costume. And if I could be dead wrong and be embarrassing myself right now, but I believe it was on Square One MathNet with Yearly Smith and a guy in a monkey costume. Hmm. Yeah. So that's today's homework. Last episode, our homework was uh, was squirrels in the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory book. 
this week, <laughs> M, was Yearly Smith on MathNet with a guy in a monkey costume? Because I think she was. I know that she was on, on a show. But yeah, MathNet and Square One is fantastic. And I very much, very much uh, uh, recommend looking that up. That's Is it like the electric company? Yeah, it's along the same veins, the electric uh-huh. company and things like that. Yeah, it was really good stuff. I used Public to watch acid. the public access kind of uh, yeah. kind of more like pbs style PBS. yeah oh, okay yep i used to watch that and i used to watch uh where in the world's carmen san diego TV oh, show. Did. Was with all about that show. magic school bus yeah. magic school yeah. bus was good stuff so, um i love if the the chief from that lynn thin pig if you look up the stuff that she did i think i think she speaking of warriors i think she was in the warriors i think she did play I think she was the the radio DJ in Warriors. the Warriors. Oh, because I'd mentioned you guys you were doing your Warriors voice when you're on your oh, when you were doing the thing. I yeah. think that is Lynn Thinpig. Oh my gosh, I'm so many. It, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, cool. We're gonna have. Okay, I've been throwing so many random things that I'm t- dead wrong on, but it was was Lynn Thinpig in the Warriors? Yep. Sweet. It was All right, a really good video more. game too. Did you ever play the Warriors? I remember when that game yeah, came out, but I didn't game. watch it. Yeah. Um, any other things jumping out? I, I do like the cult, the bright and shiny cult. Yeah, we haven't uh, with, even touched. Yeah, on that. that's yeah. their white pants. They're, yeah, that's the the white pants. The that uh, Fabio is their guru. Of course. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> <laughs> he was such a punchline in just saying his name in, in that time period. Oh, Fabio! Oh, it was hilarious. Played the, played the guru. Um, I can't remember his name though. You will burn on PX1 or PX2 if we run out of room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, his name is Gil. Gil, that's Gil, right. That's Gil. Gil. Gil, that's right. Yeah, the, the bright and shiny bus. Uh, they don't really explain what they're doing. They're just I think they're just spreading the word about that. I love how they all have big white veneer teeth. Oh, yeah. The Todd's and oh, the... Oh, Arden Mirren. Do you guys know Arden Mirren from Mad TV? Yeah, that's she, her. Yeah. yeah, she's like the lead Lorraine. I love. Yeah. I used really? to love yeah. Mad TV. Me too. Mad TV I used was to good love stuff. Mad TV. I watch yeah. it now and I'm like, <sighs> super. Is it still? Well, it's a different. Also more it's racism. not as funny like... as it used oh, yeah. to be. Yeah, it was. I can see that. I don't know how to explain it. Like I, I watch Stewart over again, and I look what I can yeah, do. Yeah, Stewart's good, it. and then you, and then you see Miss Swan, and you're like, oh, yeah. there it is. Um, yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a question about uh, about Jimmy's mom, really quick? So Why was, it... was she okay with him watching Land of the Lost? Like, if that's the only show, because don't most like really hardcore Christians don't believe, believe the dinosaurs, yeah, right? dinosaurs, or believe well, that like. I don't know. It's just one of the most wholesome things that that I don't know that why they picked Land of the Lost. Yeah. I wonder if they just thought it was funny or they liked it. That seems so weird to me. Just that if she's like this ultra conservative, like th- isn't there like Land a Bible channel, right? Isn't yeah. there a Bible channel that she would be letting yeah. him watch Land of or like isn't there? Or maybe one square. She could put that on. <laughs> yeah, square, one square, <laughs> square one. Square one. <laughs> uh, who who is your guys is uh favorite of the like characters that he meets along the way yeah which was your favorite todd (laughs) (laughs) none of them oh the one that got pushed over that had the crutches did you see that when they're like getting ready to sit him down and they're singing in the bus and they push over a crippled kid oh really yeah Yeah, he's got like a crutch i was like jesus No, but that is a really good question. Who do you think is one of your favorite characters? Ooh, it's either Pappy or Pippi. Really? Yeah. I think it's Pippi. 
because I really like the one, the one in the plane. <laughs> I like the one in the plane. Um, <laughs> also, how like casual he is about it. Because he just lets this giant bubble kid hop in the back of his plane that he's just also driving towards a bunch of vehicles <laughs> nonchalantly. Well, you no got to remember. It happens to him all the, the time. The, oh, yeah. Apparently. This was the summer of 2001. You can drive around on a runway and be okay. That's... <laughs> that in itself is pretty indicative of a different time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'd probably say it was Pippi. Pippi? Yeah. Right on. Yeah, he's just he's just a cute old man. It was a good. I always look like he looks like he's like he dies twice, but then comes back to life in this movie. But he, the whole time he's like leaning back, like he's like every ounce of strength is this poor man is trying to sit up to, to his lines, and then a couple years later he's blue from old school where he's Still wrestling going. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so he's just delivering his lines, laying down. Uh, what about you, Christine? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. There's so many. I like the aspects of all the characters. I think they all bring something. To the movie but i don't know i guess my my favorite one is the the one of the freaks with the lobster hands or whatever the guy with the little he's uh dolphin yeah. arms. I, what do they call him yeah a little flipper boy flipper boy, flipper boy. yeah right. he's gone on to he's done a couple other super sh- troopers remember yeah. he was in super he's troopers, in super he's troopers. All shrooms and all he's in weed. super troopers the schnozberry. Yeah. Like schnozberry. oh yeah. my god yeah that's him <laughs> I thought that was was the, the dude from, yeah, right. not to call back from a couple episodes ago, but I thought that was the same guy from Wet Hot American Summer, but it's not. It, Have you it seen isn't. a series of that on Netflix? Oh, yeah. 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 We, oh, yeah. It was, it's good stuff. Uh, that guy, though, is on a show, I, Body of Evidence? Oh, I think I'm Maybe. Have... He's also married to Christina Hendricks. Really? What? I know, right? What? Christina Hendrick, yeah, the redhead, the girl with the red hair, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. Oh, I'm sure you are, for a couple reasons. (laughs) Um, I'm sure he's a really nice guy. My mind immediately thinks to like. Wait. It's got to come down to penis size, because let's let's be honest here. Yeah. He's not. Well, I mean, he's he's done. He's it's not like know, he's, he's rich. He's either. had a successful, maybe not acting career, she but he has had. Body, a, I'm sure. Yeah. she's a redhead though, so she's got some insecurities. So I mean, like, mm-hmm. I was just talking about my love for Mel Brooks and Meatloaf earlier, so I guess yeah. I can't really. Say <laughs> uh, did you guys know that Christina Hendricks lived in Twin Falls yeah. for like a big portion of her childhood? What? Really? Did she really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Twin I, Falls, for those of you that don't know, is a really shitty town in, yeah. in Idaho. <laughs> yeah, about an hour and almost two hours. Uh, east of here yeah. and it's like towards mountain home right? it's the other side of mountain home it's horrible. yeah they they have a a br- uh, uh, bridge there called pine bridge and it's one of the few places in the country where they just let people throw themselves off of for any reason like they do the the free jumping oh i definitely thought you were like yeah you suicide go ahead well they don't That's care they, you could just walk out there I'm and sure jump off it with the, with the base <laughs> they do the base jumping with the with the parachutes and stuff See, there's I videos of people jumping off of cars off over the ledge and this yeah it's what? it's crazy like bungee cord status too? there's bungee cords there's the, the free flying jumping squirrel suits they probably could do. That. I don't know. I mean, you, you know which uh, one I'm talking about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The flight. Yeah. To do that. I, I never would want to do that. I don't think I trust myself <laughs> enough. No way. I'd be like, no. oh, I caught one wrong wind. <laughs> like, 
people bend my arm people wrong. die from doing that like constantly. Well, yeah, look at that. Like, very surprising. Yeah. Really, <laughs> very. Su- I like never would have guessed. Hundred miles an hour, <laughs> just with no way to stop yourself at all. <laughs> <Right>. just, <laughs> I rolled my ankle taking a laundry basket up the stairs a couple weeks ago, so I am not going to jump off of a, off a bridge, a plane, anything, <laughs> in a Spider-Man suit. Nope. <laughs> There's three steps that you climb up here to get to the studio, and that's undaunting for me. <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> I was like, why did I take this ramp? Uh, Joey, who is your favorite? Who's your favorite? I, I, I'm glad you asked. And uh, there's a, a couple really – I mean, I love Dave Sheridan. Uh, I do like the dad. Going off of having watched this movie for the first time in literally 15 years, I have to say that – Jake Gyllenhaal, Jimmy, I think is just an amazing character. And I think that all these other peripheral characters in this movie are fantastic. Um, they're all memorable. Like you, you, it sticks with you more than you think it does uh, when you rewatch it in, in, uh, later on. And I really enjoy just the, the wholesome, wide-eyed um, naivety of Jimmy. I think that those, those characteristics really appeal to me. Um, even from a personal level, from my own uh, getting over like you know the shit of my life, that speaks to me. That level of you know, no matter how terrible of a person you are, you're still worthy of love and you're still worthy of respect for being who you are. And uh-huh. I know it's not like a cop out or anything uh-huh. like that, but Heels. I really just <laughs> I, I, as I'm watching, like man, I really just I can't get over just the way he, he like and. And I think that's what really sold it to me by the end of the movie was uh, was when he had every reason of just telling his mom to go take a hike, and he doesn't. Is and this close to Donnie Darko time? Same year. Same Is it the same year as Donnie, Donnie Darko? Darko? Okay. Oh. So weird, right? Because they're yeah, so, so different. different. Yeah. Because Donnie Darko is a little better than this one, but that's just personal. Fun fact, <laughs> I have never seen Donnie Darko. You shut never. your mouth. I have not. I have not. I, there's a lot of movies out there. I like how you're just staring at me at this point. Like, oh. I can't believe we hired you to host no, the movie. No, no, no. Podcast. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm refraining because I, I, I don't, I don't like Donnie Darko at all. Oh, you don't even it's like it? Oh, no, it's I like one of my movie. least favorite movies I've ever seen. Is it really? Mm-hmm. All I, my sad friends liked it. Well, in in high, I think it was because in high school, a bunch of people that I were like obsessed with it, and I was like, "You guys are dorks." That was when, yeah, that was. <laughs> it's too cool, so then it's not cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've read what it's about, and I and I get it, but I, I've just never sat down to watch it. Like I, I could see pictures from the movie and that rabbit thing. Like I, I'm familiar. I was with a little the concept, upset that they made out Patrick Swayze to be a pedophile because like Patrick Swayze, Patrick ooh, Swayze ooh, is like ooh. my first crush. Is he, ever. Is he a talk about uh, Two Wong Fu? Thanks for everything, Julian Newmar. Well, so good. That is just How can we tie that into Patrick Swayze, boy. Johnny Legs? And mm-hmm. you got Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, Break. good stuff. Roadhouse, all the goods. Roadhouse. Dirty Dancing, I mean, that's ghost. going to be really Did you guys say ghost? Ghost. Ghost. That's like the only movie I remember Whoopi Goldberg being in. Like, I don't remember You've never seen else. Sister Act or right? Karina Karina or... Sister Act? Uh, no. Was she Jumping in Jack Flash no. or... No, she wasn't in Jumping... She wasn't in Five Green Tomatoes. She was in... Uh, yeah. She was in Detective Rex, where Detective she pl- Rex. Where she plays against an animatronic dinosaur. Yep. Re- oh, rejected well, from the dinosaurs TV yeah, show, out. basically. Yep. That's um, insane. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the just the way that the Jimmy character is portrayed, the way he does that, and just he 
you buy it. He just it's just so good. Just so amazing the character. Uh, I think he's my favorite. I, I my favorite is Bus Stop Man, Zach Galifianakis. Bus Stop Man. That's yeah. his. Yeah, that's what he's credited as. His yeah. Bus Stop Man. <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. Talk about like, taking your shot because I don't. Zach Galifianakis before this was like, like just doing like. How do you say his last name? Yeah. Wait. Galifianakis. It's like yeah. It's like Zach Galifianakis. It's Zach Galifianakis. I thought it was Balakanakis. Uh, I thought it was Where Who are you? From? <laughs> I thought I knew. Oh, Zach Galifianakis. Don't you know? He loves them all dressed chips. He prefers. He prefers Trailer Park Boys over over Letterkenny because he's old school, eh? I, I, Zach Galifianakis. I thought that was his name. Zach I, I believe it's Ganakis. Neek. It's like my mom. She says nobody, or she says Zamzows. Zam- like, it's no, not no. nobody now's like Zamzows, Zam-Zows. mom. You've got a jingle to figure it out. Like, <laughs> well, now hold love on. You, just a second. You I say Zamzows. How is it? You say Zamzows? It's Zamzows. Nobody mm-hmm. knows like Zamzows. Zamzows. Right. Nobody now's like Zamzows. Like, what are you now in? Like, what are you doing right now? I didn't know until we sat down right before we hit record on the show. Um, I had to cut you off because I actually like that a lot. Uh, the Zamzos stuff. Um, that the the girlfriend, Chloe, is Wendy Peppercorn. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. From, uh, from the, I did a burlesque uh, number as Wendy Peppercorn. Pepper, peppercorn. Peppercorn. Wendy Peppercorn from the Sandlot. I did. Sandlot. It was awesome. It was the Green Onions. Not a not a movie that resonates with me for nostalgia purposes. I was way too old when that movie came out. Like Sandlot. I was in the Sandlot. It was not even, something that I enjoyed. Like, do you have a heart? I, <laughs> you talked about sweet things like five <laughs> seconds ago. So. Yeah, but you I don't one. know. <laughs> Can um, confirm. Yeah, that that was Wendy Peppercorn from the Sandlot. She was also in Sugar and Spice. That you that. And you like lost your mind over same, when we same that. year. Also, I love Sugar and Spice. That's what. Two thousand one. Also, Sugar and Spice. Two thousand one. Oh, was it? Oh, okay, okay. Are they bank robbers in that movie? Yeah, yeah they're pregnant they bank robbers because well, one of them's pregnant, right? The, one of the third cheer so squad, all... and one of them's pregnant, so they got to make money for the babies, and they all pretend. Is Natasha Leone in that one too? No. Is this the, is that the one that she's in? No. No. But okay. it do, it does have one of my we were talking about Danielle Harris yeah, off, yeah. off mic but it ha, uh, Sugar and Spice has one of my other big crushes which is uh, Marla uh, uh, Sokoloff the chick from Full House yep Gia Gia from Gia, Full House yes I I love her Gia <laughs> <laughs> from Full House anyways Gia from Full House I'm I'm trying to. She was the one that uh, DJ and her always like never got along. She was the cigarette smoker. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, she yeah, 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 yeah. She was a bad influence. <laughs> she wanted to go to the mall with boys. <laughs> Brett's just like me, 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 me. I'll go to the mall with you. <laughs> I'll smoke cigarettes with you. But I won't tell. I <laughs> yeah, she's great. Well, that's got something to, to talk about because uh, Wendy Peppercorn was a a huge um, crush on a, on a, a lot of uh, young men uh, in our demographic. What were some of your crushes when you were kids? Hmm. 
I don't know. It still creeps me out to talk about a child really wanting to be with an adult. So <laughs> I can't really. Well, maybe not as a kid. It? What about like now? <laughs> now? <laughs> Come back to me. There's a okay, few. Okay, that's let fine. Me, let me rank Here, here's a notebook if you want to. <laughs> yeah, I'll make a list. You know what I think is weird is I think it's weird to think back, like as an adult, to think back of like, like thinking back to like Kelly Kapowski because she's like 16 in Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. but I'm still like, oh, <laughs> Kelly Kapowski's so hot. <laughs> Even when you watch those old episodes, yeah, because like, hey, I still feel like I'm a 10 year old boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is weird. Because <laughs> you had some amazing crushes that you were. You I don't were know. Out, but... Patrick Swayze, obviously, he'll well, always be not? like my very first <laughs> love. Uh, when I was a kid. You know who I was in love? Well, obviously, JTT for life. I was big in sync then. You were either in sync, Britney, or Backstreet and Christina. That's just, that's how it was. That's how the world was divided at that time. Yeah, I was Backstreet, Christina. See? You were Backstreet? In sync, Britney. Backstreet, oh. yeah. yeah. In sync. In sync. No, no, no. I was, I was, I was <laughs> in Very cool. <laughs> I know. I, I was in sync, and that's what sucks is that I, I couldn't go see that. You know, I couldn't, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to get a chance to see them perform, but. I'm sure the Backstreet Boys will probably play the Western Idaho Fair in the next couple of years. <laughs> God willing. Oh, wait, God willing. <laughs> sorry, that was a little Richard Petty. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> uh, all right. I think Ellen has an episode of all of them on there, and you're just like, oh, oh sure. that's why you're not performing. Yeah. <laughs> they did a um, – there is a zombie movie that they made that some of the guys, like Joey Fatone – I want to say uh, um, the, one of the Carters. I think Aaron Carter is in it. I, um, it's a, it's a, no, I think it was Nick Carter. Was it Nick Carter? I think it was Nick Carter. Yeah, I a bunch feel of the like some of the boy movie. some of the boy band. I haven't seen it yet, but I just came across I, it like a couple weeks ago, and it's zombie. on my list. Big, big, big zombie. Because it's literally like zombies or something like that. Have you seen like, Zombie Beaver? <gasps> I Wait, have not seen like, Zombiever yet. I've I've wanted to though for a long time. Like but. a lot of E's at the end. It's called Dead Seven. Is it Dead? Really Dead? Yeah. Dead? That's right, because that sounds like a bit, boy band. You were so like, close, Jerry. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I know. I was right. so, so close, close. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I was the opposite because I was so close. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was written and star. It was written by Nick Carter. Oh, he actually sure. wrote it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, oh great. He wrote it and starred in it along with AJ uh, McLean, who was AJ yeah. from the Backstreet Boys, yeah. obviously, and Joey Fatone. Wait, Joey what was that? One. He said. Dead seven. Dead seven. Dead seven. Was that is, right when Aaron Carter's career was starting to take off? No, Nick this was, was like a year or two no. ago. Oh. Did Aaron they Carter's just made this really movie. ever take off? For a second. Oh, there's also Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees in it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to watch it right yeah. now. Eric Michael Estrada from O-Town. Howie from Backstreet Boys. Cri- Chris them. from NSYNC. Uh, Art Al- uh, Alexis from Everclear. Uh, Shut so up! So they got all of oh, the boy bands together in than... like a frat house, got them drunk, and they're like, "You know what, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a zombie." You know movie. how I was. In they that had me at Joey Fatone and Nick Carter. Let's make a whole so, movie. Uh, it also had uh, Seth Binzer, aka Shifty from Crazy Town. What? Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Did you ever see him on Celebrity Rehab? Oh. Yes, I when did. When he was like all cracked out on the roof, like oh, yeah. smoking foilies. I was. So <laughs> what? That's what you did with your crazy Can town money. Just... I uh, was fortunate enough to go to. Yeah, Nick Large... Carter is larger than life. Larger than life. That's oh like the best freaking. God, look at that. <laughs> 
I, cover art. Yeah, it's good stuff. And that was literally like two years ago, a year ago. It's not it hasn't been out that long. No, 2016. Yeah, it's only like two years old. Isn't there a movie where cowboys fight dinosaurs? Uh, I'm sure there is. There's Cowboys and Aliens, which was, was an underrated movie. Oh, I'm sure there was. Anyway, either one of those looks better than that does. Now, are, they're, ca- they're cowboy <laughs> zombies, right? That's I don't know. That's what it looks like. Yeah, or is it no, not even is. zombies? Is no, it it's zombies? Is it zombies? It is. Okay. There's uh, there's the Dead trailer seven. we can watch after this if you really want. We to are going to watch this. We're going to watch uh, this trailer. A post-apocalyptic afterwards. western that follows a group of gunslingers. Uh, as they look not? to rid a small town of a zombie plague. Why a Why small not? town? Just Why quarantine have... that shit. Yeah. <laughs> nope. What if they use their power of song to fight <laughs> <Yeah>. the zombies? <laughs> like when NSYNC was on The Simpsons. <laughs> They're all yes. That would be great. <laughs> Western. I wish they'd make a Duke Nukem movie. Like, really good. Like a Duke right. Nukem? I've heard that they've Did been trying. Oh yeah, Christmas. I've heard that they've been trying to make a Duke Nukem movie for like Ever. twenty years, or maybe more. Just can't find the right person. Well, that's also that's all would also be like highly problematic. <laughs> it <Yes>. would be <laughs> a problem. Well, also, too, like who would you like? Your audience is a very small audience. They're not going to want to invest a ton of money into it. Yeah. I mean, even like th- they took a risk with Deadpool, having to like. Okay, we're only going to market this to everybody, but only like 18 and older kids can see it. I think and people saw it because of Ryan Reynolds. Same thing well, with, uh, what is that, Aquaman or whatever, the one with the Jason. Jason Momoa, Nobody Momoa. went to go see the movie Aquaman. Like, they went I to went to go Jason see it. As, yeah, I oh, did, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I have a hard time because I, I, I was all... That and I was like, yeah, yeah I'm going. <laughs> I have a really hard time with that because I, 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 I was... I thought Amanda Heard was pretty easy on the eye until I found out how much of a trash person her and Johnny Depp are. She's a horrible redhead. Yeah. Uh, I don't like Jason Momoa because I feel like he's the type of person who thinks he's funny because he bullies people. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I I heard that on set he would rip pages out of Amber Heard's books and would be like, isn't that so funny? It's like, no, you're just a dick. (laughs) Like Like the kid on the playground who like pushes over the girl and he's like, I like you. He he knows how good looking he is and how everybody likes him because of that and they probably wouldn't be if he he was just like... He thinks a prank is like throwing a ball at somebody's face. He's like, isn't that a funny prank? (laughs) (laughs) You've been (laughs) Momoa'd. Oh no, you don't have a sense of humor. You're just attractive. And so you've just gotten by in life. Without having to develop a good personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he isn't somebody that, yeah, you're not going to want to play chess with. Of course, we could say this, and he might even be like a master chess player. He knows. might. And then he'd also but, punch you in the face for saying that because he's big enough, too. Yeah, he is. He is big enough. He's a big dude. I'm going to swing this like back. We were talking about zombies. Last thing I remember yeah, yeah. is saying checkmate. Now I'm here in the hospital. Danny Trejo was in the Burning Dead and Rise of the Zombies, if you guys want to watch. He's it. also okay. in House of a Thousand Corpses, too. Is which is actually what made me... Danny Trejo. Yeah. Start You've never seen House of a Thousand Corpses? I have, of course. Rain Wilson. It's my favorite That's movie good stuff. of all time. I like I've that got movie. Chris Hardwick. Yeah, Chris Hardwick is that one. Uh-oh. I really, I really. That was one of the first times that I could tell that corporations like shouldn't mess with certain genres because you can totally tell like what they wanted to put into that movie with mm-hmm. the doctor, with the with the doctor Satan Satan in the mm. basement who's actually like a live person hanging there. Mm-hmm. Because you could totally tell in the sequel it was all Rob Zombie and that's a completely different movie with a completely different yeah. feel to it. Oh, and uh, I Devil's Rejects. The Devil's Rejects, yeah. yeah. And I think that's one of the first time I noticed that 
when an element is put into a movie that's not it just seemed really weird and shoehorned in that i didn't think was necessary to actually have him hanging there and being a real person Mm -hmm. but that's just me i don't know why that stuck out to me that's the only thing that i remember because i never really went back to watch that movie more very often because that dr satan it didn't creep me out i just i just to me it just seemed kind of out of place because there was some really good tension and horror in that movie and then Dr. Satan himself kind of hanging there was just kind of hokey to me. Mm. For somebody that's seen a lot of horror movies to me. But I, I could just be dead wrong. But that's that was my take on it. I just like that you describe it as hokey. Hokey. I know, right? Hokey. Well, it was. It was just kind of hokey. Hokey. Hokey Dr. Hokey, Satan. Hokey, hokey Dr. Satan. Well, in the context <laughs> of the rest of House of a Thousand Corpses, I to, yeah. to me was just... But, I mean, that, that was when I was just getting old enough to like really watch these really crazy, insane like movies were going back to that classic just going off the rail especially like when saw first came hostel, out oh hostel and the yeah. human centipede which i've never finished I watching never watched oh. until this day I've never seen it i have no urge to I, see that i, I should I, never go ask to mouth i, I watched that, that. <laughs> it was like a bright <laughs> sunny Oh, it was terrible. It was a nice, bright, <laughs> sunny uh, Saturday morning oh, when I watched The Human Centipede, and it just threw me off so bad. I immediately had to put in a, uh, a happy uh, documentary about Disney. Quick, Man. someone put in All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah, I need to erase this. Yeah, from I my did. Mind. I did. I watched like a, a, a tourist video about, about Disneyland because I really wanted to ride some teacups and do on Splash Mountain because I just couldn't get that. Oh, it was awful. And I couldn't watch the, the second one or the third one. I, yeah. I, I mean, sure, they're, 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 you know, into like they cartoon. Made more? Three yeah. of them. They made three Why? of them. How many movies can you make about the same thing? You know what I'm saying? They just wow. get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> more <laughs> asses, more mouths. It is. It's like five. Four. It's like 500. <laughs> it's like 500 segments in the third one. I, well, once you get to the point, I mean, the first. So- How do these people not fight back? Like, you've got like. This is one person doing this. A too, mob of, of people. people. No, it's um, like it's different people in each yeah. one. It's like a, a different person. Like the second one is like the human centipede is a movie within the within the movie. Yeah. And it, so he the guy sees the human centipede and he's like, I want to make my own human centipede. Oh God. And then the third one takes place at uh, like a prison, and I think people get like bribed with a reduced sentence reduced sentence if they want to like have their mouth sewed to someone's butthole <laughs> so that's worse than a life sentence right there yeah. Yeah. I, the um yeah because i couldn't watch the second or third one but i read about them and yeah the fact that the beginning of the second movie begins with him watching the first movie so it they overlap just like a, a centipede would and the fact that he he contacts one of the actresses from the first movie, and she's in the sequel as playing herself, as from the act instead of her character from the like first movie. Like in Nightmare so. Before Elm Street, they did that in like the third one, isn't it? Yeah, she comes back and she plays herself. Oh, in whatever. New Nightmare, New yeah. Nightmare. yeah, yeah, and it's like the sixth or seventh movie. Yeah, it's like New Nightmare where she's playing Heather Langenkamp. Or I hope there's at least one listener when they listen to the podcast like. This was about Bubble Boy. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> now we're nope. talking to human centipede. Now we're talking about bubble. centipede. <laughs> you know what? So, Get is. fucking used to it. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a human centipede podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're when they gonna... sewed Bernie Troyer to the back of Susie Kurtz, and then they sewed that to the back of David Sheraton, I laughed. 
I was I was. I just think Dave Sheraton got the the upper end of that. Yeah, I, say, I think yeah. he did. Well, Susie Kurtz side so doing for sure when they're on the motor when Susie Kurtz and uh, Danny Trejo and the husband are on the motorcycle at the end. They're definitely going off to form a human. Oh, yes, they for are. Sure. That was so yeah. delightfully progressive when they're like they could get because he was the Vato that they were going to cut, and right. then and because she was wildfire, which was awesome. And so he, they just like bury the hatchet and then just ride off together on the same motorcycle. Don't they call that like what is it a a, a cucking situation? Well, you could. Uh, it, you it could, could say be, they're or poly- they're in a polyamorous poly- relationship yeah. now, yeah. or they're just yeah. Doesn't because yeah. cu- cucking is when you are when you have sex with another man in front of. Your husband. Your husband. Or it could just be also cheating. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, it's cheating cucking, with an audience. It's is, is yeah. cucking, yeah. It's, uh, it's, I'm going to find a way to use that tonight it, at work. Do it, yeah. Look at cucking. Oh, cucking. Don't, don't, don't use it because it's been co-opted by like the alt-right. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's what they people really? they, they look yeah. down on. They're, they call them cucks. Yeah. yeah, they think oh. they think anybody who's a feminist is a so, a, a soy beta cuck boy. Yep. Oh, <laughs> is a beta cuck. Yeah, they they, they take everything. They, yeah, they, they, do. they, they take everything, everything good and they just take them all. Um, <laughs> if you've been listening to any of these, cucking a, cucking a. <laughs> Well, let's auger this baby on that cucking. I love that cucking a. I'm gonna try not to say that in my highly corporate job that I go to tomorrow. Cucking what a. The or in front this? of your four-year-old. Oh yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> go to bed, you little. My cuck. four-year-old. Oh, my. <laughs> my cuck. Oh, you oh. ruined my cucking life, I swear. <laughs> if I find one more cucking Capri Sun wrapper on this cucking floor. That's it. We're not it, going to Cucky Cheese it. this weekend. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I love being cheese. a parent. Oh, oh it's... Uh, oh, when I go to Red, though, don't say that. When I go to Red Robin, my favorite meal is Cucks and Fries. <laughs> cucks and Fries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like you really thought work. that one out. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, wait, I'm going to wait for it. it. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to think of the perfect <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ignore all of them while they're saying <laughs> theirs, and I'm only going to think of mine. The cucks and fries. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, oh. <laughs> oh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Cuccaneers. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite team. It's your favorite I love watching them. I can watch them every night. <laughs> I just All sit quietly time. in the corner <laughs> watching the cuckaneers. <laughs> oh, oh, cuck me. This sake. is going to be good. <laughs> I think <that laughs> this has been a lot of fun. I love this. I'm always so nervous about, okay, how am I going to fill this time with this movie? And I'm just gonna remember. We'll just go to Cux. We don't even need to yeah. talk about the movie. We really didn't, didn't have to. Didn't this has been a, this has been great. Um, <laughs> we it a little bit. <laughs> we did. Um, was there anything else on there? Oh, uh, one of the mud wrestlers was Stacy Keebler uh, from wrestling. Oh, I thought uh, it was from the Keebler Company. But... I, you would think that. No, uh, she was actually she was Miss. Um, uh, so she was from wrestling, and she was also Miss. Um, 
what is that guy's name? One of the most famous men in the country right now. Actors. Um, holy smokes. The guy with the face and the, the hair. The dude with the, the with the salt and pepper hair and uh he's really handsome. He was a Billy Clooney? Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that okay, yeah, right no. there. That is my George celebrity Clooney. crush. George, George I Clooney. would jump that. Yeah, Stacy so Keebler was Miss George Clooney for like a month or two. Oh my god. Yeah, Stacy Keebler. <laughs> Well, I, I come from wrestling, so he was a lucky man. Like, ooh, Stacy Keebler. All I need is a montage. It's <laughs> <laughs> hot in here. It's, it's kind of hot in here, isn't it? Oh, oh my goodness. George, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's my dream that somebody, anybody. <laughs> George Clooney, if you're out there. Oh, yeah. If you're out there. Yeah, that's my dream that somebody, anybody that of any kind of like tiny bit of, of 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 national fame listens to this i actually was able to speak to one of the kids from ernest goes to camp <laughs> because of this Watch show out. i know Name so drop. we yeah i know so we are going places yeah. uh, ernest goes uh, to camp. now Mr. watch he's the only one listening is like that motherfucker doesn't think i'm good Wait, enough what? <laughs> no i was pleased mother cucker i swear mother cucker <laughs> That cocksucker. <laughs> no, the the kid just that... as bad as the normal one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> cocksucker. Almost worse. Yeah. 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 No. So, so Todd Lloyd, kid, the the guy that plays Chip Osgood from Ernest Goes to Camp. Uh, we appreciate you, and thank you for that. You're you're not George Clooney, but. If you know it. You're a close second. <laughs> but if you know it. Oh, my God. It was so awful. I think we're going to have to edit all of that out. I don't want... <laughs> all of no, the cucks? No, 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 no. we're going to leave okay. the cucks. Oh. No. Actually, I'm going to edit out everything except for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be advertising this episode. This episode so on if Facebook. I say I have to leave again, we edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Bubble Boy. Obviously, I know. Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> Final thoughts on Bubble Boy. You love it. It's a good movie. Um, if somebody had never even heard of this movie before, how would you sell this to them, Sarah? Oh, take my word for it. No, um, I would probably probably just be like, it's a great kind of heartwarming. 1990s to 2000 yeah. rom-com comedy it's i mean most of the people that i talk to are in that generation so they're mm -hmm. going to appreciate that that's probably where right. i go with it cool yeah i mean that's run of the mill i guess i would that's, that's how i run <laughs> the mill. right <laughs> you centrist <laughs> it's narcissistic yeah, it <laughs> christine how would you sell this to somebody that's never seen it before never even heard of it before um, do you want to see Jake Gyllenhaal in some underoos? Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. He's got, um, I don't know. I think it's fun. Like, I let uh -huh. my kids watch it. We watched it together last night, and there wasn't really anything inappropriate. It was just too late. I couldn't get my four-year-old to watch it. I He wanted to. Yeah. I, don't care I think it's does. a family it's movie, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's there's definitely. something in there for everyone. It's PG-13, but I, the, the stuff that's... There's some movies that are PG that should be PG-13. Like all this weird, like the kids' cartoons now are so, like Adventure Time or Uncle Grandpa or Clarence. And it's like these weird, like R-Red and Stimpy, but 
today. SpongeBob, SpongeBob, yeah, does some weird. That's weird. Jaws is rated PG. Jaws Jaws is rated PG. Yes, this movie is rated worse than Jaws. (laughs) Trying to think of what would cause it to be. Maybe the cow. Maybe maybe of, the the bitch like the cursing. Yeah, there, there's I think some that's because he says yeah. bitch, and then I think the mom says fuck. Yeah, the mom she says d- fuck. Yeah. yeah, well, you get your your one. It's got to be the yeah. language. Yeah, you get your your one language. Yeah, so they don't do nudity. Might have been short shorts. Might have been. All I know is you guys should do Page Master for an episode. I actually am saving Page Master for a very special event. I love Page Master. A very, very special event. I don't I think, know why this I'm, movie reminds me of it. It's like the master. same. <laughs> I don't know why. Same feel-good movie. Yeah. Brett, I never really ask you one of these final thought questions. What? How would you sell this to, to somebody who's never even heard of it before? I would say if you were a young person in the 90s mm-hmm. and early 2000s, that you would probably it would probably be maybe nostalgic and you mm-hmm. would see a lot of like people that you right. know uh and if you can get past all the terrible things about it you'll probably have some fun it's a good mm-hmm. cooking time yeah <laughs> it, is a, is it, it is a good cooking time oh it's even said right here too <laughs> life's adventure don't blow it you cucks <laughs> uh Boy always has uh i always have a really uh, deep affinity for it it is a movie that never it, it will never make your top 10, 20 funniest movies of all time. It's not a laugh-out-loud hysterical movie. It is a one of these, uh, we, we, we mentioned it before, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, mm. um, uh, like a moment-in-time movie, especially since it came out three weeks before 9-11. Um, there's just such weird things about this movie that... Um, like have, have you if you weren't there to see it when it came out if no one's ever showed it to you like it's unbelievable that this thing was made that this was something that I mean everybody knows who Jake Gyllenhaal is now but to see him 20 years old not in Donnie Darko this is such a goofy goofy film but so funny in its own way that I, I think that anybody should at least give it the chance to watch it at least once to say that you've seen it and you said it's not going to stick with you forever it's not going to be something that you're going to always hold dear to your heart but it's it's just so fun and it's so different than yeah it is a classic traveling rom-com but the way they just kind of tweak it and make it goofy but yet like as I'm sitting there looking at this, like Joe Dirt comes to mind where I was actually thinking about that like it's you know it's it's a road trip movie and I mean, everybody can relate to this person that they, they, they know they belong with, they, 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 they love very much. Um, and they're going to beat mullet. the odds to do. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. There is a decent mullet in both. And at the heart of it, I think Jake Gyllenhaal's characters is a little bit more relatable and more endearing than Joe dirt. Unfortunately, it's just not, it's ridiculous, but it's not so ridiculous that it didn't become the cult classic that I think it could have been, um, in, a different manner maybe a year later a year earlier who knows but uh the craftsmanship i know it's kind of goofy but that bubble they put a lot of work into this bubble <laughs> that 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 i mean you watch that the video about it it's really it's how much work they put into it and i don't know it's just it's, it's just a fun cute little movie that that's other than the 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 you know 
not cool jokes for now, but weren't a big, I'm not saying they weren't a big deal, but it wasn't something that stood out to you as overtly offensive back then. It's just a nice big time capsule of a movie and I highly, highly recommend checking it out. Or if anything, just go to YouTube and type in bright and shiny bubble boy and just enjoy that earworm for a while because it will stick with you for just a little bit. I do want to thank you guys for coming on and joining this. I, I love having people on here that like really love these movies. Yeah, you know, I, sure. I always feel bad when I have to force somebody that hates. I've had some people that absolutely hate these movies and I force them to watch it and force them to find some good in it. And you guys, I, I was, it was honored to, I was honored to have you guys on there. So, um, any, anybody you want to say hi to before we leave Sarah? Uh, Hi, Mom. Aww. I don't know. I feel like that's an appropriate thing to say. It is. Since I was talking shit on her earlier. Talking <laughs> shit about her aunt cucks. And, and now, <laughs> yeah. Christine, anything, anybody you want to say hello to when you're here? Um, just no. no. I don't know. To my to my guinea pig, Stevie Nicks. Oh, that's a great name you. for a... Aw. Sweet. Bubble guinea. Bubble guinea. Bubble guinea. <laughs> no, we used to have a hamster. Me and my husband, before we had kids, we had a hamster, and we get, like, super, like, stoned and forget about it. We find it, like, the next morning behind the toilet, like, Aww. just, like, covered in its own crap. Because, you know, we don't think, like, oh, it just, like, rolls around in its own shit in that ball. <laughs> Unless you oh. empty it out. You know what I'm saying? Because they poop all the time. Oh, you leave oh, you it, had in, it the in the ball. ball. Yeah, and it was stuck They're in the ball. They're not supposed to stay in there. Well, we <laughs> left it in there. <laughs> <laughs> and poor guy I used to have chinchillas there wasn't a ball big enough yeah. so I just let him run around my house ooh yeah we had squirrels and that was the last thing I would have let run around the house well, chinchillas so much weren't poop. too bad no. they were adorable especially the little dust baths yeah oh the dust the dust baths for chinchillas are amazing you're like oh my Love god you're right adorable. now we've got rabbits and All right. they're just whatever so, I have strippers to audition nope you I go the, for it farewell uh, for somebody that's never been on a show before I really appreciate you guys thank you so yeah, much thank absolutely you. Uh, Brett thanks again you got for it today. You got it, bud. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, I didn't like the catchphrase, so I'm not going to say it again. Uh, I, I do appreciate you guys listening. Uh, love you all, and we will see you next week. All right, bye bye.